Welcome to the Mary's Mentors Podcast. My name is Mary Rose Swan. And I'm Mary Letitia Deal. And this is a podcast about business, life, human design, and whatever the fuck we want. (laughs) You know that we've been talking a lot about human design, and uh, Mary and I are going to have a nine-part series on human design centers. Um, going through all of the nine centers. So we wanted to tell you a little bit about centers. Right. We wanted to give a quick little 101 on what human design centers are. We've both been doing so much reading and research lately about human design. It's pretty fascinating when you get to sit down with a book and just read through it like you're back in back in high school with the textbook. I know nobody was really excited to read textbooks, but I'm one of the nerds that always loved the smell of a good textbook. So why do we want to talk about human design centers? Well, mainly because the centers are what determine our energy type, which Mary is a generator, I am a projector, um, but it also determines our authority, which is our inner decision-making system. So they are very important in a categorical way in making sure that we know a lot more about the similarities between the different energy types based on their definition. Yes, and what is a center? Um, It's one of the nine shapes inside your body graph. So they all kind of look like little triangles um, and each of them governs um, the areas of the body as well as different areas in your life. And um, they will either have a color in them or be white. And that's letting us know if they're open or defined. So how do centers become defined? Well, this is actually what I found out recently was super interesting. The, The definition in our chart is based on active channels between two centers. So if you have two little pieces of the puzzle that, that happen to create one thoroughfare, if you will, one through way between two, that is what will make you have active definition on the landing, the landing pads, if you will, of those two pieces of definition. So if there's not a completion between two different centers, meaning if it's kind of broken, if you will, um, you won't define that that specific center. They have to connect. And you can tell. You'll be able to tell in your chart when they connect because, again, your centers will be defined. Yeah. And if they're defined versus open, like I just said, they're going to be yellow, green, brown, or red. Um, if they're defined, if they're open, they're just a white uh, little triangle or shape there. So we wanted to really kind of at least give you a very limited background on what these mean, because obviously we don't want anyone to be kind of scratching their head throughout, confused on what we're talking about. Um, So if you have any questions about definition, how do you tell if yours is defined or not, you would go to your chart by running a a chart at mybodygraph.com, jovianarchive.com, or geneticmatrix.com. All right. So enjoy this series about the human design centers. Thank you. Well, hello there, Mary. Hello, Mary. How are you today? 
I'm doing just swell. I think that we started recording because we didn't want to miss out on this cosmic conversation we were about to have um, coming off of the last week. It felt as though something, something were shifting and it was like, it was like when you're constipated, it was like a cosmic constipation shift of everyone feeling really uncomfortable all week. Right. Like everyone really was like, yeah, like the sluggishness of being constipated all week long and not knowing why, like feeling antsy and kind of irritable and everything. Tax week, I think also maybe plays a part in that. Like even if tax week got kind of postponed because of COVID and now it's not until May, I felt like that was actually a good pressure release for me because I was, I was like, honestly at the end, they're just like, fuck it. I don't care if I'm late. I get a bad attitude about things like that. Like the government can't make me care that I'm late with my taxes. Well, that was me in the annual reports. I haven't even got to the taxes yet, but um, like the annual reports are basically my taxes. They're just what the state needs for everything. And uh, I filed an extension and got, cause it was due on the 31st of March. <laughs> um, got an extension till the 15th of April. And then actually submitted it last night on the 18th and feel good about it. Cause at least it's done. Let's be honest though. We know that none of no one at the state has gone through the, the reports that got submitted by the March 31st deadline, let alone going to because the bill was passed that allows them to no longer regulate. So they don't give a fuck. Zero fucks. They're done. That's part part of why I just threw the numbers in there. And I got it done correctly because that way I can use it for my taxes. Like all the spreadsheets that I created, everything that I did is all ready to roll for the tax queen to take my money and tell me how much I have. You know, I feel like this like segues perfectly into our topic today, which is we're doing these like shorter episodes about human design topics specifically. Um, the centers, which are the the different kind of, we correlate them to chakras, but uh, we're going to talk about these and kind of what they mean and whether or not they're defined in your human design chart or undefined. We're going to talk a little bit about that, but we're talking about the head center and both of us have a defined head center in our chart, which considering that I'm a projector and Mary is a generator, that is one of those things that's kind of a funny overlap that we would, it's hit or miss as to whether or not we would have this in common. But I feel like because we have it in common and it's rather rare, only 30% of the population has a defined head center. Like the way that she's talking about spreadsheets. Oh God, my nipples are hard because I am a spreadsheet lover. It makes so much sense to have organization and I feel like that is what a defined head center really kind of helps with is like how we organize our information and how we like it organized for ourselves. Absolutely. For sure. Uh, you know who else has a defined head center? Tell me. Gosh. Oh, of course. So um, what I've got down about the defined um, heads, the defined head center is that um, it inspire inspiration inspires others there's mental pressure doubt confusion and questions um but the pressure to share your inspiration with others is 
the part that I really kind of focused on because it's something that I feel like we um, do constantly. Um, I yeah. feel like that's part of why we work well together and Josh and I work well together is because of that defined head center and the idea sharing piece that again leads to better and better ideas. I know, God, it is like ideas beget ideas beget ideas. And there's so many tangents we can go down. Um, and I, for, for being defined, there's the opposite, which is with when you're undefined, I really take that what we've kind of been reading in a lot of the literature around human, human design is that it's that you're more open to the energy of other people in that specific center. So with the undefined center, since neither one of us have this, it's kind of like we read and then interpret some of the information that we find, but it makes them more susceptible to like um, overthinking, over pondering, um, spinning their wheels, just thinking about things that really don't matter rather incessantly. Um, I also think that, and, and this isn't to say that that people with a defined head center don't feel these things as well. We just don't necessarily feel them the same way. It's like, I feel like we, we have a tendency to overthink, but it's still semi-solution oriented. Like we are very solution oriented overthinkers. Um, and where we tend to spin our wheels is when we try to think back to how we would change how we did a situation because that's the real mental masturbation right there. I love the <laughs> definition of mental masturbation with no climax is wishing you going and rehashing situations over and over again that you've already experienced. But I'm also the worst for the fights I have in my head with people who don't even realize we're having a fight. They don't know that we're in a fight, but I am having a fight with them in my head and I am right. God damn it have those fights before before they ever happen so like I've already had the fight been right and know it and yep. then I talk to the person about it and that's really funny because I think that, that that also the the part of our defined headspace is that we need to have that fight we need the closure we need to be right and then we can come back to the to the, the to that interaction with like listen you don't have to apologize I already know that I'm right I already um, know sorry and I'm correct <laughs> And the undefined head center also, um, we had talked about this. We had originally recorded this podcast. Um, it, the sound recording was terrible. So we're re-recording it today with a little bit more of the backstory that we'd done before. But I had brought up social media with the open undefined head center as being, I am a defined head center and I can waste time in social media, but I like, I can actually liken it to some sort of productivity for myself, but I feel like social media is this, this hamster wheel for those that do, do have an open center. And it's really important that you develop systems for yourself. And this is both sides. So don't just say the only open, but developing discipline systems for yourself to limit your time, thinking about things you don't need to be thinking about. Fill that time with... <laughs> Honestly, watch some freaking TV versus scrolling social media and taking in information that way. Like, I'm not a huge fan of the Real Housewives, but I would say I prefer that you get Real Housewives time in over the mindless doom scrolling of Facebook with no purpose. And you're too you're too likely to be susceptible to things that you don't need to be worried about or thinking about. And I'm not saying the news. I'm just no. saying all the other bullshit on there. Absolutely. And I wouldn't want to limit that to Facebook, uh, TikTok, no. 
um, Instagram, um, YouTube, YouTube is a huge one. But anyway, I, I, I feel like because I don't feel like I've read multiple places that opened head centers really are comfortable with endless thoughts. So that's why social media can be such a time sucker because it's a comfortable feeling for anyone with that open. Mm -hmm. And so that they do like those questions and, and um, kind of that mindless uh, scrolling, but ultimately, yes, I feel like there's better ways to feed your actual brain. Um, because the, the thing about the opened head center is that they also don't have any need to act on it. So that's part of why they're comfortable with the mm -hmm. um, thoughts and the, the constant changing of what they're pulling into their um, minds and those questions that they're thinking about. They're, they don't matter. They're, they're not important questions, but they also aren't going to make much action on them. So that's why they're comfortable with those laying in wait. And I think it's also really cool to say, like within that undefined space, they are, they are open to being inspired. Like when we think about that, the, the defined, the defined head centers, really, when you think about those folks as those idea generators, those that with an open head center really are open to being inspired. That's really, I think what's so um, awesome is that there's no, there's like no negative aspect of having really specifically a defined center or an open center anywhere in your human design chart. That's like the most awesome thing about all of this is it's, it's not to say that, Oh, it's great to be this. We understand it more because we are defined head centers. But what I love about the undefined center is that they are open to being inspired by others. They, because they can be overwhelmed when they can learn to shut down their input there is that ability to create um, based on, I think that that's what's just so magical about all of it is that you can have an undefined head center. And if you start working within that knowledge of your, of your definitions and your undefinitions, un undefinitions, undefinitions, openness, <laughs> you then can start to manipulate and we talk, I will always use the term in a positive manipulate yourself into saying, okay, if I'm open to being inspired, how am I putting myself in the path of things that inspire me over things that cause me to just endlessly think about th things that don't matter? So you get to then cultivate or curate your experience on social media, because we've talked about this before is like, there's a lot of energy in who you decide to let into your sp sphere of influence. So think about that intentionally. When you see things that maybe do cause you to like almost mentally masturbate, like have an argument with somebody, why are you seeing their content? Can you go, can you unfollow that person if you're not willing to unfriend them? I've been doing actually quite a bit of unfriending because I realize I know there's a lot of people on my social media that I don't know that we probably did one of those things where because I'm in social market, you know, network marketing, I accept a lot of friend requests, but then they're in my feed and I don't necessarily want them there. So I curate that and I say, I don't need, I either, I don't know you well enough to want to keep you in my sphere of influence or I will unfollow you so that I stay in your sphere of influence unless you've unfollowed me. In which case, <laughs> 
like I'm kissing my fingers. If you can't, since you can't see me, I'm just like, bye-bye. I love how you brought up the point that there's no negatives in human design because there's really not. There's just different perspectives. There's just the different pieces that that work well with your energy or that are your energy um, sources. So um, I do love that because I feel like um, when it comes to the open he head center, they, they've got all these questions and they, they run through all these questions. And one of the things that I that I read really talked about, like, especially at night, if they've got a notebook next to their bed, write all the questions down, mm -hmm. get them out of their head. And then later on, they can go back and be productive if they want to going, oh, there's a couple of these that matter. The rest of them don't matter. Just get rid of those. And, and having that, that ability to kind of go back and find that inspiration in some of those questions that they may have had, um, but not remember them because they go through so many questions in a day. So. And we talked about like mindfulness practices can be really helpful. And I feel like we, we talk about this. This is one of those things that applies to both sides of the coin defined or open. Having a journaling practice can be a benefit to you. I do not have one that doesn't make it right or wrong. I would say though, that using a combination with an open head center, a combination of mindful practices like meditation, even if you don't feel good at it, even if you just do the ones that you find on YouTube, those are still ways that you can, I like guided meditation. And um, depending on your energy type, sometimes you don't, it's better to have someone leading you someplace with it that kind of gets your mind thinking. But journaling is also where when you have these mindfulness practices that encourage you to not just not think, but to take what you've thought about and it's a prompt for journaling. Those are, I think, really, really ideal for open head centers is like a combination of meditation with a journal prompt, because that is where um, rather than a, the, the process of just not thinking, you can only do that for so long, but having like that, like turning the faucet back on and allowing those thoughts to come out. What's the first thing that you think about? And there's so many great journal prompts online. There's a lot of great journals you can find that have journal prompts in them. Um, there are a lot of great mindfulness practices that will have, that it will include a journal prompt for after a meditation. So you can find, you know, a combination of the things that work for you maybe write down the journal prompt before your meditation and then you, then you write about it afterwards, something like that. Oh, maybe we should now start marketing our own journal prompt journal. Oh my gosh. And meditation guide and meditation guide. And then us just ASMR whispering meditation <laughs> into our, I don't know where the microphone is on my computer, but I'm just going to keep wandering around and we'll hear it on the podcast. Mary will get to listen to the ASMR. I know, it's really fabulous. So, how long have we been on so far? I don't even remember when we started. Um, I think we've been on a good 20 minutes. Right okay. <laughs> and we don't edit our podcast episodes, so you get to hear every question that we ask each other, um, just as though you're right here in the booth with us. Just kidding, we're not in the booth. Um all right. Well, we wanted to just, we love this topic of these open centers and defined centers. We are going to move on to our next uh, episode, which will be the next center. The, I don't know if it's pronounced Anya, Ajna. We'll figure it out.
by the time that we start recording that episode, we will know how to pronounce the next center. That is anything correct. else you want to talk about real quick? Uh, no, I think that's everything this week. Everybody okay. have a great week. Peace out, y'all. Bye. Bye.